Well, hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Revelation Wellness Podcast. We are coming at you all week with something special. We are interrupting our regular programming to celebrate the goodness of God in the last 10 years, share with you what He has done and what we are hopeful for in the future. And if you have followed Revelation Wellness for very long, you can probably tell we're all about freedom. Freedom in Christ, freedom from obsessing, and freedom from neglecting freedom in our bodies. In fact, we have a common slogan and it's truly the heart behind all we do. Get free, stay free, set others free. And our freedom comes from Christ so we can live in complete worship of Him so we can love God and love others. We believe all can have access to that freedom. This good news of Jesus is for everyone. Wherever there is someone with a body and ears to hear, and maybe a smartphone in their hand, depending on how they find us, then there is a place for them here. All are qualified, capable, and loved. And our teaching today that I'm gonna be sharing with you is about this. This is a teaching that I did live at the Rev on the Air event that we had this weekend, four hours of goodness, a freedom party. If you missed it, swipe up, you can watch the whole event. Uh, but in that event, I did a teaching called what, How? How Good News Gets Stuck in Good Bodies. And you're gonna learn a lot. If you've heard it before, get a pen, paper, take notes. If you haven't, get pen, paper, take notes. This isn't just like a, a spiritual matter. You have physical matter too. And the spiritual realm is, is, is interacting with your body in a physical realm as well. In good news, Jesus, he is the way, the truth, and the life. And your spiritual growth in him will last forever. That is eternal. So today you're gonna to learn that. And if you are blessed by this teaching, if you have been blessed by this message of, of this ministry, then we invite you to, to help continue moving the mission with partnership with us. You can click on the show notes to donate. Uh, if you wanna do a one-time gift, great. But we're looking for some consistency, some constancy of givers as well. Uh, as a thank you, if you become a monthly donor with us for $25 a month, or if you increase your monthly donation to $25 a month, we're going to send you the coolest mug of the season. It is a Revelation Wellness mug. On one side, it says Revelation Wellness. On the other side, it says you are a good idea. Come on, can't you just see yourself in the office drinking from that mug or whatever you do and sending that message to people? You are a good idea. Hey, and then guess what? <laughs> follow through with how you treat people. Amen. I always say, be your shirt, be your, now I'm going to say, be your mug. Remember the messages we are here to proclaim. If you become a $50 a month partner with us or increase your giving to $50 a month, uh, you will receive a donor exclusive Revelation Wellness Love Greater Than Fear tote. It's really cool. Love the colors, love the quality. Our store people, Abriel, uh, they does such a good job, just does such a good job with all of the fun stuff we get to provide to you. So again, swipe up on the show notes and you can just straight away give. Pause right now and go give. We have a big goal this week as we are ringing the bell of the last 10 years and boasting on the Lord. We're hopeful that we can bring a good amount of money in so that we can go out and be the hands and feet. Thanks, you guys. We love you. We are grateful for you. Enjoy this teaching. Peace. All right, so I am going to get a few minutes with you today to talk and to lay some groundwork, some teaching. We're calling this um, How Bad News Gets Stuck in Good Bodies. And uh, 
The reason I feel called to this today is if you go to our website, on our, our masthead on the website says, um, love God, or I'm sorry, stop obsessing, stop neglecting, live free in your body. Well, how come we have such a hard time living free in our body? What is it that keeps banging us around from obsessing and neglecting and not really feeling content? And many of you, if you're like me, you're like, you know, I read. God is good. He's good. I go to a worship service. I'm good. I go to church. I hear a good message. I I feel good. I, I listen to a good sermon. But then moments later, I have a hard time. Like, I'll get in the car and lose it with my kids. I, I will have a thought that I go, that's not a thought I should be having. And that's if I'm sober enough to realize the thoughts that I'm having. Can I get an amen? Right? So there's this, why? why where's this inconsistency? What's going on, Lord? And if you have a hard time living out the goodness of God, you're not alone. And today, I hope my teaching helps to encourage you, put your mind back on what matters most, and also help you make sense from a biological level of things that your body and your brain and your, your whole systems of living on earth have been affected. Because the truth is, that our faith is a spiritual reality, and it's lived out in physicality. Our faith is a spiritual reality lived out in physicality, right? So there's this, I have heard good news. My soul leaps, and then I got this body situation going on. What is that about? Well, we were created for oneness with God. We were created to hear from God, to be with God, to be good because he calls us good, and then to go and do good. And we're going to look at that. Let's always go back. If you forget where, what this whole thing is about, go back to the beginning. Scripture says, let's open that up. In Genesis 1.26, starting there, one of my favorite verses. How many times do I come back to this verse? Genesis 1.26. Do we have a slide for that? Yes. Let us make man in our image. You know, I'm going to pray real quick. God, We've heard these words before. We have an illness inside of us that when we hear something that we've heard, it just falls flat. So God, Holy Spirit, use my words, your words, what comes out my mouth to open ears, open eyes to the goodness of you. We're desperate because we don't need more information, God. We need you speak through your word as if we're hearing it for the first time. In Jesus' name, amen. Let us make. Like God goes, I want to make something. And I'm not just going to make anything. He already made creation. He made all these sets up the, the scene for us, right? Like decorates the home. And then he goes, now here's the real deal. Let us make Man in our own image, and in the image of God, he created them, male and female. Male, female. That's it. Let there be no confusion. Male and female. But yet there is, right? Wait, wait, maybe I'm not, maybe I'm this, maybe that. There's a lot of noise going on. we got to come back to who made us and what we were made for. Let us make man in our image after our likest. So, in his image... God created him. The image of God, he created him, male and female, he created him. That's verse 27. And then verse 28, and God blessed them, and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, 
fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over, and I kind of dot, 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 says over the fish and then the sea and the birds, the like basically have dominion over everything. I'm giving you all that I am and who I am, you are now too, and then you will co-heir and co-rule with me. Now, he is God and there is no other. But do we see how what we were made for was this perfect oneness with God? Can you just take for a minute, just think about what your life would be like if it was integrated and one, not compartmentalized, not segmented, not fractured, not anxious, that oneness. Oneness is a piece of shalom. I have a picture for you of what oneness looked like here. At the beginning, when God created heaven and earth, this is what he wanted. In the beginning, the first five words of the Bible, in the beginning, God created heaven and earth. They are his. Heaven and earth were one. And people were one with God and oneness. We know this feeling when you just have like, ah, everything is as it should be. I know they're ve- they seem very rare moments. Why? Because we're so busy worrying about the next moment and the next thing. And that's, that's a ploy of an enemy to distract us from all things as one. And so we had oneness with God, but there was a split. <laughs> we know where the story goes, right? Genesis 3.1, we see in Genesis 3, now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, notice that God said, and then the enemy said something. This is where we begin to see the breakdown happen. We begin to see the separation. A a snake slivers in between God and who he's made as male and female. tries to create just that little bit of space. We were one, heaven and earth, and yet there was a crafty one. Now look at that. I also realize this is something that God created. The serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made. We've got to remember that the enemy is a created being. He is under the submission of who God is just as much as we are, and if not more, because we are the people of God. But he comes in and says, nope, I'm, I'm, I'm jealous. We know in Isaiah 14 talks about the, the morning star that falls, that basically this, this story of how Satan began to be in, in, in this rebellion against God. He was jealous of God. He was beautiful. He had it all, but yet it wasn't enough, right? How much of us do we have in our heart like that? This, it's just not enough. I want more. If I'm this great, can I be more? And so the end. The enemy comes in and we see him separate. He see that the, uh, we see that Eve gets distracted. And I also want to note something right there because this also comes back in my teaching. I have to be, we have to know that when Eve felt that or heard those words of a serpent, of an enemy, she felt some stress. She had to have felt like, a, ah, something's not right. But Yet, because it's not a sin to not feel right. Can I get an amen? It's not a sin to feel the tension because that's part of dominion. Dominion and authority means you're going to have to have to have some uh, authority over this. Take captive, put into bondage. Those words, subdue and dominion, are warring words. So there's going to be a little bit of, ah, this doesn't feel comfortable. Some of us think at the, in the beginning we were just sitting on a hammock and swinging and doing nothing. No, we were made for work. Work. It's why you hit the end of the day and you lay in bed. You're like, that was a, that's a good day work. I did something. I, I pressed into it. Adam and Eve would have had that in the beginning too. But when the serpent comes in and 
separates, we see the separation. We see the breakdown then that begins to happen as we give ourselves over to the voice of an enemy rather than the voice of God. What Eve needed to do in that moment was be like, feel that tension and go, something's not right. Let me go talk to my father. This this doesn't sound like what I was told, let me go talk to him. No, she entertained and kept the attention of an enemy more, and we see the separation. And with the separation, we see the breakdown, and guess what? Bad news gets handed out. (laughs) This is where the bad news gets handed out. We see that Satan will be, and it starts in verse 14. I don't have it up, but you can look it up. Genesis 3, by verse 14, as Adam and Eve sinned, then the curse comes. Satan is cursed And in his curse, guess what? He is destined for destruction. That's his curse right there. Over. You're done. That's the end of you. And then Eve, oh, Eve, it's going to be hard for you to do the very thing you were created to do. Eve, you're a bearer of life. You give life. You bring life forth. That's going to become difficult for you now. Oh, and by the way, it's going to be hard when you pursue the love of your husband. Come on, can I get some amens in the chat? We know this, we feel this. This feels like I try to bring life and it doesn't get received well and I want to love of my husband, but he doesn't seem to love me back. That curse is there, that separation is there. And then for, for Adam, that work that you were created to do, <laughs> you know, that, that um, multiplying and good, it's going to feel like thorns and thistles. You're going to come home tired and you're going to think it's not even worth it. All of those bad news begin to, all that bad news begins to show up, and we see the breakdown happening. So now let me just show you a visual of what we move to then, right? We're created for oneness, boom, sin enters, and there's a split. Heaven, the dominion of God and the angels and the spiritualness of the heavens, right? The heaven is not something I, and, and I know you can go outside and look at that heaven, but heaven, the actual heaven, heaven where God dwells is even higher then. And that, I can't get to it. It's now been separated because God is holy. Our Father who art in where? Heaven. And in heaven, it's holy. And so it gets separated because sin comes in and now we have earth. Heaven and earth are separated. Sin enters and the split occurs. The bad news comes right there in that middle space. And sin, you guys, makes us sick. Sin makes us sick. Your husband doesn't make you sick. Your job doesn't make you sick. Your kids don't make you sick. It's not that. It's sin. We had an enemy, and we believe his lies. And every time we believe his lies, we give ourselves over to him. Sin perpetuates, and sin makes us sick. And that is how bad news gets stuck in good bodies. And down the generational lines, it goes. But here's the good news. Good news comes. Because remember, Satan, you are cursed. You are destined for destruction Later in those verses, he says that through the woman, there will come a seed, Jesus. You will try to strike his heel, but he will crush your head. And now in Mark 2, 16, 17, we see this one who comes to crush the head of Satan, who comes to restore broken things. 
So in Mark 2, 16 to 17, it says, this is Jesus. Uh, in the Gospels, Jesus is having dinner and sitting, and the religious people have this question. And the scribes, the Pharisees, when they saw that he was eating with sinners, he being Jesus, and tax collectors, said to his disciples, why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? <laughs> and Jesus heard it, and he said to them, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. Jesus came for the sick. <laughs> he didn't come for those that are well. He didn't come for those that are like, hey, I'm doing great. No, he came for those who are in a sin. And notice the, the, the Pharisees didn't say, why is he eating with sick people? He didn't, what? Nope. He just said, why are they with sinners? Why are with those people? But Jesus takes it deeper and goes, well, they're, they're sick. They don't know that they're sick, but I'm here, and I'm here for them. The ones who know that they have a propensity to fall into sickness, wrong thinking, wrong feeling, wrong choosing, that then continues to perpetuate that separation between us and God. The hardships that we live through, you guys, the things, the problems that we have, the adversity that comes against us, the sin, <laughs> that we live through, it's not just a conceptual idea, but it's also physical. Hardships that we live through, they aren't just like, wow, that was a really hard moment. You actually live that out. It affects you in your being of who you were made to be as being good. You know this. You know this to be true. And again, remember I said Eve at the beginning, you have an ability to respond to tension or stress. That is the stress response that you have when bad news happens. That was there in the very beginning. But when we override it and look for our own way out, we perpetuate more of that brokenness, that fracture. Here's how you know that your hardships aren't just like a concept. They actually get lived into your body and carried into your body. Bad news comes into your body and can get stuck. When's the last time you were riding down, driving down the road and a car maybe swerved into you and, and it's like a second where you think this is it, <laughs> I'm going to get hit? Did anyone feel joy, <laughs> exuberance? Wow, that was amazing. No, this, like your stomach falls out. You almost, you feel that rush of like pins and needles. That is a stress response on a high level. <laughs> Y'all, we have been living through some times. Our bodies are just being flooded with those types of responses that God has designed our body to help us to know, hey, if you keep going down that road, it will only perpetuate more breakdown in not just you from me, a separation, but also you from you. I was uh, a few years ago, I was teaching a Rev on the Road event uh, in Temecula, California. It was actually at a live event. It was a Friday night and I had muted, no, I forgot to mute my phone. I'm teaching and I'm teaching on a lot of this, helping people to understand what's going on with their body and the thoughts and how it affects us, this, this uh, energy of life that we carry inside of us. And I got off, I was, I was teaching, I kept getting a call from my husband and I just kept kind of deleting it. I'm like, oh my gosh, why is he calling me right now? And I finally got off stage, get back to the green room and I'm just resting there for a second. And I go to check the phone. I'm like, oh, I got to call my husband. I call my husband 
and words come out his mouth of, Sophia's in the hospital. It doesn't look good. You can't put those words. I have no register for those words. Like, there's no place to put those. And they were so abstract and overwhelming. That's my daughter, by the way. That I can remember I fell out. Like, I literally, my knees would not hold up. And I fell. And there were two people that were in that room with me. It was Crystal and Lauren. And I just fell out. And then, and then there was just this shake. Like, my whole body. It was an overwhelm of my system. Now, that's a big moment. But it's taking that little car little moment, that little car wreck moment or potential car wreck, and it's even bigger. And every time we do that, it affects and plays itself out in our body. And it's not just like it comes and it goes, although it should come and go. The truth is the enemy wants it to stay. He wants you to think about it and worry about it and perpetuate it and get it bigger, 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 because that's more time. He doesn't even care if you spend more time with him. He just wants more time away from God. And that more time away from God literally affects our design of how we're created to be. And here's how I'm going to tell this to you. I'm going to speak from a physical sense of what's happening. Let's break down that stress response in real black and white. How much time do I have left? Can someone tell me? Oh, thank you. This is how pain gets carried in your body. This is how adversity, this is how trouble gets carried in your body and can cause sickness. You experience something negative. Me, big moment, little moment, whatever it is, you experience something negative. Bad phone call, something is said, whatever it is, it doesn't feel good. <laughs> bad, it feels bad. In that moment, stress hormones get released. <laughs> Knees fall out. That, that happens, that chemical response in your body. And that chemical response in your body is a form of neurotransmitters or hormones. Neurotransmitters or hormones, it's, just think of neurotransmitters and hormones as the, the chemicals of your body. Some that your brain creates, some that your body has stored up for um, pro, uh, reproduction. So there's these chemicals that are happening. Those get pushed out. And those are carried in something called neuropeptides, everyone repeat after me, neuropeptides, you know, acids that travel through the nervous system. Kind of think of it as like the train going, hey, hormones, neurotransmitters, get in the car, go, let's go. Neuropeptides get in your body and, and uh, carry on through the bloodstream. They go, into their, they go into your body and look for a cluster of immune cells called monocytes monocytes. They're all these immune cells, things that are supposed to help you and your immunity stay up. They look for that. And by the way, neurotransmitters and hormones can also be good. Oxytocin, I give someone a hug. Ah, the neuropeptides go, great, everyone on the train, let's go. We're going to carry these to the immune cells. On the, in your immune cells, there's a little molecule, molecule in every immune cell called a neuroreceptor meaning it's the receiver of whatever the train is leaving. Whatever the neuropeptides are delivering, they go, thank you, and they land right into the cluster of immune cells. Does that make sense? So what happens if we're just delivering, thinking bad things, that train is just pushing those um, neurotransmitters and chemical hormones into your immune cells and holding that charge. So if it's negative or feels destructive or yucky, it will perpetuate a breakdown of that immune system. If it's positive, hugs, laughter, joy, community, friendship, dancing, 
it begins to get stronger. We absolutely affect our ability to live as good news. <laughs> so neuroreceptors receive the neuropeptides, and then you get more of whatever it is you're creating in that environment. So stress should come and stress should go. But if it doesn't go, we compound that area of, or those immune systems with more and more stress and more and more and more and more bad news. And then we wonder why we see autoimmune disorders, psoriasis, asthma. Now, I'm not saying it's only that, but it's a big part of it. Here's what I'm trying to tell you, the bottom line. When Jesus says in Matthew 6, do not worry about what you will eat or drink or your, sh your body. Don't worry about those things. He's not just saying do not worry because it's really unbecoming and unpolite of you as a Christian. It gives me a bad name. He's saying it's actually really bad for you. Your body is not designed for it. It's not just bad like becoming in behavior. It's bad for you. Don't worry. <laughs> when stress comes stress has to go. When adversity comes, bad news comes, it's got to go somewhere. Otherwise, you carry it and perpetuate, and our bodies get stiff, inflamed, sore, and we wonder why. Now, to be clear, we're all aging. We're all getting older. You're not going to evade it, but we can be wise with how we steward with the oneness of God. We have oneness with God. If my mind is with him, so will my body be. Pain and hardships are not new concepts, you guys. Pain and hardships aren't new concepts, but you know what is? The plethora, <laughs> the abundance <laughs> of pain relievers that are available to us. Pain and hardships is not new. Been around a long time. Been around in the garden. Eve had to have felt that tension of, mm, this doesn't feel right. Little blood crease, little pitter-patter of her heart. But... She gave herself over to more attention to an enemy. And in that temptation of having the apple, she got a moment of numbing and a lifetime of pain. So pain is not a new concept. It's the plethora of pain relievers available. We can't keep numbing, shifting, blaming, or evading our pain. We must move through the pain by coming with our whole selves to Jesus, our whole selves, you guys. This is why it says, love me with your heart, your mind, your soul, your strength. Give me all of yourself. Because he is the only one who can heal and set us free. Can I get an amen in the room? Amen. amen. He's the only one that can heal us and set us free. And some of us will have healing in this lifetime. Like miracles will happen. And some of us, it's the fact you are saved and you are not stuck in this state forever. You will be restored. You will have more. What has been stolen will be given back to you. That is a miracle. <laughs> that is good news. Miracles will happen. So what, what's the answer, Lisa? How do, I, how do I do this oneness? How do I... How do I keep this from perpetuating? How do I keep myself from seeking the pain reliever than the one who can heal me? Hebrews 12, 1 through 2 tells us what to do. Therefore, since we have a great cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us also lay aside every encumbrance 
and the sin which so easily entangles us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus. Can everyone say those five words with me? Fixing our eyes on Jesus. I want, before I go further, why don't you just take a second to meditate? What does it look like to fix your eyes on Jesus? With whatever adversity, whatever moment you lived through, whatever surge of stress and cortisol came, what would it look like, though, to fix your eyes on Jesus? The author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame. I love that. I love that. He, he went to the cross, gets, goes and conquers it and looks at it and says, I shame you. <laughs> that thing that you thought you had me with, that persecution, that cru- crucifixion, that's shamed. Remember? The enemy was destined for destruction. And that's what the cross did. It put the enemy to open shame. And he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So here's what fixing our eyes looks like. Can I show you a slide? We had that heaven and earth is one. Right? In the beginning, heaven and earth were one. And then we saw the split because we had a stressful moment and we did not know what to do with it. But then Jesus. Jesus comes to reconcile heaven to earth. And now, as you fix your eyes on the It's the cross that is the unifier of the world. And this is why I get so excited that we get to spread the gospel this way. Because friends, people are hurting. You hear me? I woke up this morning and I prayed, Lord, what what is this about? Where where are we going to send these dollars? What are we going to do? And it was just like, it's about the hurting. (laughs) It's about the least, the ones who will not get up off their mat because no one's come and looked him in the eyes and said, do you want to get well? Without shame, without shaming them. Well, your body's a temple of the Holy Spirit. You should get up off that mat. That doesn't work, friends. That doesn't work. It's the love of God, the compassion for God so loved the world that he gave. And so we do this specifically here at Revelation Wellness. We do this because we've said we're not going to compartmentalize Jesus. I don't do my workout over here. I don't do my shopping over here. I don't go to school here. It is all Jesus. And wherever I go, my eyes are fixed. What is he doing? What is he saying? What is he up to? Do I do it perfectly? No. No. But thank God for conviction and not condemnation because I get to try again. And my life is better because I've decided I'm going to get better. I missed it. I'm going to try again. I don't keep my eyes. It's impossible, but yet is the And so we reset. And as we fix our eyes on him in every area of our life, no better place to start than right here in this or go on a podcast or do a challenge. It brings heaven to earth, brings everything back so that I'm one with God. I'm one in me. And now how can I get this tongue to say the things God's saying, open my eyes to see what God sees and ears to hear what he hears? No better place to start than in the body you've been given. God chose to dwell with you, not in just in text or not in theory, in your body. I'm going to need your help with this. And this is why we're asking you, inviting you during this, this, today, the four hours and all this week. 
This is so overlooked. The enemy does not want us. He wants us to continue to keep the body over there about being thin or so that the world sees what it wants to see. And by the way, at Revelation Wellness, hear me. You are not going to be loved anymore by God for losing any more weight, nor will you be loved more by God for gaining. It, it's, it's not it's off the table, but you have a body. And it's because of that body, your spirituality becomes a physical reality that people can see. So let us train you in that.